What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. Hey, if we're gonna do this, let's get it done. All right, I'm gonna shoot the intro, and then we're gonna sit you down. We're gonna 40 minutes in and out. I promise. I'm good with that. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week, as you heard him in the background there, is Frankie Dudu Tall, class of 98, the soccer coach here. For those of you that have been following our show, he was the second show way back when. Uh, we're going to talk about Frankie's time as a student here in the first segment. In the second segment, we're going to talk about his two stints as a coach here at Bethany. I'm also going to send it to KJ and Harry with Maple Shades Outdoors and Chambers General Store. And I'm going to give him some tea, and we're going to have a conversation over over some Turners. Uh, but without further ado, so that he doesn't stand over there and pout any longer, this is Frankie Tall. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. We're trying out a new set for tonight. So, uh, But don't think I forgot about the tea. Here's the tea. We're going to do this a little opposite because i got to get rid of the tea okay. each hour or I'll forget. Thank you. But... Uh, that's our Turner's Tea. My guest, for those of you that have been watching the show, is Frankie Dudu Tall, class of 98, correct? Yes, uh, this is his second round on the show. He was actually the second guest ever on the show. Um, so welcome back, Coach. Thank you. Frankie. Thank you for um, having me. I don't know. We, Frankie, you want to go by Mr. Tall? Frankie. Uh, Frankie, okay yeah, with you? Frankie. All right, all right. So, uh, I guess I should pour my own tea. And always, always with the Turner's. But... So, I guess we'll start with um, your journey to Bethany. Right. Um, we covered in the first episode with you that you actually transferred in. Mm -hmm. uh, now, your brother was here. Yes. So, let's talk about that process. Right at that, where you're going to transfer to Bethany, mm -hmm. um, why the decision, and we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty interesting. Um because I was already at the school in, in Jackson, Tennessee, Lombard University. Uh, I had a pretty good scholarship there. And, um, but that summer, prior to that fall, I was in, um, in Maryland, DC area, DC metro area. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I spent a lot of my, lot of my summers, in between New York and, and the DC area. And my brother was um, staying there, Marley Sala, who was our goalkeeper. Was was also staying in DC. Dowd and Guy, who was our midfield player, and Star Sanyam, was our best player, probably one of the best players I ever played with. And um, you know, they, they they all kind of convinced me to come join um, them at Bethany, especially my brother. So that summer I went back. I went back to college um, in Tennessee, and my brother just kept calling me. Al kept mm -hmm. calling me. Mal kept calling me, and I remember Mal telling me. After one of our games, when we played in the African tournament in DC, he said, hey, listen, I got you now. We're going to win the national championship. So I said, so, I mean, it was it was an easy decision given that, that there were about six Gambians here. Here at Bethany? Yes, all of whom I knew. I knew them from, from back home. I knew the parents, the grandparents. Our parents knew each other so so what's the what's the conversation i mean do you call your coach and tell him do you is this a 
JC, you call JC, right, tell I, him, because it's not like it is now. Yes. And we'll get into that. Yes. I mean, I'm sure here at the end of the semester yeah. that you're, you're, I mean, recruitment got to be ramping up for, yes, yes. for the following year. And I mean, the students got to come back. At least as we sit here today, the students yes. have to come back and do their finals and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we know with, with this COVID thing, everybody right, changed. Right. But so um, with JC, yeah, how did that process work? Did you tell your coach? Was there a conversation? I told, I uh, unfortunately, and this is something I really regret because my coach, um, Coach Matt Jackson, was really, really good to me. He was mm -hmm. a good guy. And um, once I decided I was going to transfer, I was going to transfer, I had a very difficult time approaching him and telling him because I was one of his projects. So, um, you know, once I made up my mind, I called JC and told JC that I was going to transfer. And then JC, being a very good recruiter, called me almost every week. Yeah. Made uh, sure that you were. Yeah, yes, yes. And that he knew, that you knew he wanted you here. Yes, yes. But, but I think the icing on the cake was. That Christmas, I went to the Gambia to visit my family. At the time, my dad was working for the African Development Bank in, okay. in, 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 in the Ivory Coast, in Cote d'Ivoire, the capital city. So, so from Gambia, I went to visit my dad with my siblings, and it was a perfect opportunity for my brother to present that um, conversation with my dad. Mm -hmm. And my dad basically just said, hey, it makes sense. I was already there. I mean, you've got all these friends over there. It's a good program, good school. I think you should just transfer. And that was, that was really, because up until that time, I hadn't really made up my mind. So if you were, if you were speaking to, let's say, anybody, and it doesn't necessarily, I mean, I, I know we gotta, we're going to promote Bethany for you mm -hmm. as, as the program that you coach. But if you were talking to an athlete in general that's thinking about going through that process, mm -hmm. Um, wherever they're choosing to go, even if it's maybe an athlete that, that is feeling the same way but not wanting to approach you, mm -hmm. what would be your advice to that athlete? Well, I would I'd probably tell that athlete to go with his or her instincts. Um, this might not be your fit. Yeah, it you might know? not be your fit. And, and those are difficult decisions to make. But like I said, for me, it was an easy decision having six individuals from your hometown here, five of, four, five of which whom you went to high school with. So it was a very, you're almost, you're, it's almost like a homecoming yes, for you yes. before you even get yes, here. Yes, yes. So I will basically tell, I mean, if I have to give anybody some advice, I mean, you got to just go with your instinct, instincts, you, you know, you, you outmeasure the pros and the cons mm -hmm. and, and make a decision based on that. So you're here. Let's yes. we'll fast forward. You're here at Bethany. Mm -hmm. um, you, you become an Alva Sig. You, yes. You're on a soccer team. Yes. Soccer team is quite successful at this point. Yes. Um, what is student life like? What is campus life like? Um, what's Frankie's daily? If you go back to your when you well, were you well, were in the prime prime Frankie, well, maybe well. <laughs> maybe a little bit more hair. Probably not. I've seen the pictures. There's yeah. not much more hair. Yeah. Well, my you still have this thing. Yes, my daily life basically was just Frankie being Mister Social. Well, other, a shock. other than uh, making sure I got my. My school walk down. My you, the social butterfly. Yeah, you. and you know, I just, I just really enjoyed, you know, getting to know people, and um, hanging out at Sigma Nu. Um, I mean, and you, you lived know. at Point Breeze. Yes. So yeah. talk about Point Breeze yeah. a little bit for those that don't, for ones that remember, mm -hmm. and for those that might be watching this that only know it as 
the house over there on in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, what was it like living there? Pine Bridge was, um, I mean, I actually spent a little, uh, I didn't really live in, at Pine Bridge. I spent a lot of time there because I, I stayed with my brother. Mm -hmm. I lived with my brother. Yeah. And then after, I, I also roomed with, um, uh, with Mare. But I spent a lot of time there. I spent countless, count, countless nights there. It was, for me, it was, it was just this new family I had, which was just much, much bigger than the average family mm -hmm. because it was just not the current members. Of, of the house at the time, but it was alarms coming back. So it was just, just never really a dull moment. I mean, at any time I had any free time. That's where you were? I was at Alpha Sig. Well, it was June day, you know, went to class, then went to Alpha Sig, came back, back to class, Alpha Sig, practice, Alpha Sig. Yeah. So, so you'd make that hike all the way from up yes. there down there? Yes. yes. Well, I've seen you run. It makes me tired. I just, <laughs> I think I told you that the first time. Yes, you did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it still does. Um, so academically, mm -hmm. you, well, one, when you got here, what was your, what was your track of, or your choice of study? And, um, you know, what was Frankie like as a student? I was a political science major. Okay. And, um, I was very interested in politics. I come from a family of politicians, my dad, my, a couple of my uncles. So, um, I mean, it was the political science track was pretty easy to me because I was just very well informed about world issues and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, school wasn't difficult. I mean, all you had to do is just get your work done. I mean, knowing that you had, you know, I was involved with Alpha Sig. I was also involved with the International Student Association, Model UN, Amnesty International, the Political Science Awareness Club. I'm playing soccer. So you had to, time management was just, a, it had to happen. Yes, it wasn't. Yes. yes. Um, any advice for people that struggle with time management? You gotta have a plan, a weekly plan, not a daily plan, a weekly plan. Yep. And just make sure you follow the plan. The plan, yes. Don't deviate. Yeah. Get your assignment done early. Because the later, the more you kind of procrastinate, the better likely you would not get it done or you would end up not doing it well by rushing. Now, um, you you talked about your time in the in the fraternity, um, and some of the other clubs that you were involved in. Would you say that is a, even now is a key to success yes. for a student to you know for for you to really appreciate and enjoy Bethany? You kind of got to get involved. You have to know. Yes, you can't just sit. You can't sit in your room. It's yeah. just not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I believe. Wherever you are, you need to be engaged and involved. Mm -hmm. And try to be involved in um, affiliations that would benefit you, not just not just at the moment, but your future. I think being in a fraternity um, teaches you about brotherhood and you know how to organize and live with people and deal with people. Because at the end of the day, when you graduate and you get a job at Wall, Wall Street or IBM or you're working for FIFA, you have to be pretty diverse. Because you, you you end up dealing with people from all kinds of um, color, creed, race, religions, and that's what we had here, at Bethany. And it was it was the perfect melting plus me melting pot. Yeah. Yep, yep. I got what you're saying. Yeah. So I gotta ask you because you know there is something. There's not something here now. Mm -hmm. There's something that was here mm -hmm. when you were here. 
and I don't want to get I don't want to get you in trouble or nothing. I think but I know where you're going. We gotta we gotta we gotta trust. There's gotta be some yeah. good stories from over there. You gotta across have, the street. Across the street, there're gonna be some good ones over yeah. there above us. Yeah. Um. Anything that stands out. Anything that you. I mean, looking at it from both sides. I mean, as a as an adult, yeah. the bar was a necessity for this area, even though it might have outlasted the time frame in which it was in its peak. Does that make yeah, that makes yeah, sense? Yeah, what yeah, it, it does, yeah. Um, and you were you were twenty one when you got here, so yeah, having a bar this up, close, yeah. um, did that change the social aspect for you guys? Like, I mean, like after a game, does the soccer team come home and it's a party at the it's a party at the bar? Or? No, not really. I mean, the bar just at the time they just you know there's certain days that we. Peak days, you know, like Thursday was a Thursday and Saturdays were where and wing night was a know, big one. Yeah. So, but I mean, I um, you know, for me it was, it was just not a place to go and have fun, but it was also a place that I could go and interact with students that were not Alpha Six. Yeah. And that were also not soccer players. It was, it was just it was just a place you can go and socialize, hang out, and. Um, it was a it was a lot louder at the time because we didn't have the downstairs. Yeah, so might, everybody was upstairs. Kind of, yeah. Well, you brought up the so we we bring up we brought up the soccer players and why you came here, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I want to end this segment with. Uh, I'd like to hear. Let's let's talk about the, uh, I guess ninety ninety two ninety three ninety three mm-hmm. ninety four. Um, we'll talk about those years and then we'll take it. We'll send yeah. it to. KJ Maple Shades okay. Outdoors, good, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we'll come back. Yeah. So, talk about the the soccer experience here because you had a pretty successful yeah. run for. It, it was it was definitely a good run um, up until I graduated and became a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was it was just a great experience. Great teammates. You know, we had a we had a great leader in JC. We had excellent assistant coaches, Jack Schaefer, um, Volpini from Canada, and. Um, and um, Haji, um, George Williams, they had three excellent assistants, and um, and basically they they worked very well with us. They were younger, not that Jesse couldn't relate to us, but they were younger and yeah. they were able to. They were actually graduate assistants, except for I, I believe Jack Schaefer, who was the assistant coach. So it was um, you know it was a great team. It was fun to play here. I mean I enjoyed every practice. Was challenging because the team was pretty 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 good. Um, 93 though, unfortunately, we I thought the 93 team was better than. And that's the team we've talked about many times yes. since your your original interview. Yes, yes, that was the team that you thought actually should have and didn't even act, didn't even get into the tournament. We didn't get into the tournament. Yeah, we I believe we lost three, three losses three and losses. didn't get into the tournament. Yeah, I think we we're 15 and three. And then the following year, the last team to get in. Yes, yes. Let's go there. The last yes. team to get in. Yeah. Talk about that battle. It was. It was. 94 was actually interesting because I got injured and uh, when I got injured there was everybody was in a panic mode um because I was I was I was a pretty good player I was pretty solid at the back and um you know with Frankie not being around JC and his staff had to figure out how do we movements what are we doing what are we doing? how do we change information blah 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 how how do we replace Frankie and I guess the best way to replace me was to to change the formation and then insert Aaron Squire, who's a very good friend of mine, into my position, and um, I think that was the best thing that happened to to, to us. Frankie getting injured, 
Because we have lost five games. <laughs> Not to, you know, boosting your ego. But yeah, 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 I'm just, just being honest. But that's yeah. part of that team. You can yeah. admit that yeah. you you not playing at that juncture was the movement that the team needed yes, or the yeah, moment that yes, the team yeah. needed. And 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 Squire came in and did a good job. So I and I, I you know obviously um you know I lost my position. I think it was the first time in my career I had actually lost a position um, due to injuries or not playing well. But he did well, and I became a super sub, and I played a lot, and I was pretty happy with my time, and I was the oldest person on the team, so I had to accept that, accept the responsibility I had, and be, and just be a leader on the team. When I was on the bench, I cheered. When I got in, I did my job. And that's something that you would, you would hope that you can impress on onto the players. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that you coach, which is a good place to stop. Yeah. So we'll lead into Frankie's time at Bethany. It's a two stint. Yeah, a, you're here, you leave, you come back. Um, so I'm going to send it to KJ, Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, if you haven't yet, get on YouTube, check Maple Shades Outdoors out. They're also on Instagram. See if you can talk him into getting you one of these nice hats here. But uh, KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. You, while you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? Thank you very much, KJ. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is my guest, Frankie Tall. It's round two with Frankie, class of 1998, here on the alumni tour. Um, As a matter of fact, it's Frankie Dudu Rio Tal. Okay, so what he said, he just introduced himself. I don't know why he wouldn't have done that in the first place if he wanted me to... They never told me that I was what I was supposed to call him. You all heard me ask you, what would you want me to be? I, I could have just said Frankie. That's right. You know what? Instead of waiting to the end, I got you a gift, buddy. Because I know basketball season's coming. <laughs> and I know how much of a North Carolina fan you are. So we're just going to, we're going to, I want you to sit there for this segment. I just want you to drape that there. I can't do that. Why not? It looks so good on you. It's such a good color. I'm sure my buddy, um, Coach Ryan Huber, who was my assistant for seven, six years at at, at, um, at, at Wesleyan, would appreciate this because he's a big tire. And I'm sure you have other friends that oh, are yeah, going to see yeah, this yeah. and go, oh! This just made the day. <laughs> so, you brought up your coaching. You We had two parts at, uh, we had two parts stints here at Bethany. Mm -hmm. Um so immediately after your playing career, you you became a, a, a player assistant and then, uh, well, a GA and then stayed on. So let's start there and then we'll get to when you left mm -hmm. and then we'll go to the next part. Yeah, my experience um, as, an, as, a, as an assistant coach GA was, was, it was a great experience. It was uh, something I, I, I never planned. I've always wanted to be involved in football mm -hmm. as we call it back home um but i just never envisioned myself coaching i always wanted to play pro i wasn't good enough that's the reality for those of you 
Um, I know there's a lot of youths out there. I've got you two youths, youths, youths? Y- young, young, young boys, <laughs> young youths. men, that um have aspirations to play pro, but it's 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 not easy. It's no. it's, it's a difficult route. So uh, we we spent some time together on homecoming, which mm-hmm. just passed mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago or so, mm-hmm. and 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 we had a guest with us mm-hmm. and he was one of your players yes mm-hmm. uh, marcus marcus Oberhoi. so let's talk we, there was a good a couple good stories out of, out of that so how about we start there that's a good marcus's story is pretty interesting i was coaching a team out of west virginia called the force john mcgowan jason cusick jason mazen helder and judge guerrera and bill Bill Conkle, we were Woodboard, they were all on that club team, they were high school seniors. Okay. We had, um, I think Marcus's team came to practice or play a game at uh, the practice fields. And okay. back then I would have, I had a boombox on top of the shed and I would just play reggae music and the kids loved it. And Marcus admitted that uh, when he saw me interacting with the kids, the boys, and coaching with the music he was like you know what i think i want to play for that guy now obviously if jc was the the person yeah Yeah. the guy that literally you know recruited him you know but i think um i had a little bit of influence in him coming here and we we became very close marcus had um great guy but had some ups and downs ups and downs some troubling times marcus Mm -hmm. don't hate me for that (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think he was very fortunate to have me to kind of kind of mentor him and give him advice because I think that was one of my strengths as an assistant coach to just make sure that everybody um you know was treated well, everybody worked as hard and kind of kind of helped unify the team. And he was he was a he was pretty good. He was, he was a very good player. player. I mean, I, I think Marcus in my opinion, he was one of the best players I have seen come through Baton. I've seen, seen a ton of good players just because he was just not very good in scoring goals, but he was also very good in assisting. It was one year he had 17 goals and 18 assists. That's the, mm-hmm. year, that's the year that Stewart scored, I believe, 23 goals and had five assists. So that's that's Marcus. That, yeah. The stats don't lie. So... Um... So do you want to say who the other players are? So do you, you've seen some of the is, that he's in that cat. I mean, they're, you're you're saying well, the top tier yeah, guys. Yeah, the top tiers. I mean, um, obviously, um, you know, Star. Star Young, Bowden, Guy, Edwin Ferdinand, Ferdinand. Um, I mean, this is just some great players. You know, Dave Farmer, um, Jake Williams was a very good player that I played with. One of the best players I played with. Uh, and then you go back with you know um, Salty and. You know, Ace and Billy Dennison. Billy Dennison, I think, in my opinion, Billy Dennison and um, Star are the two best players that ever played here. Okay. In my opinion, and I and then I would think, for me, Edwin comes in as number three. So yeah. you you uh, you're the assistant men's coach, mm-hmm. and then you become the head women's coach. Interim. Yes. Right. Full blown. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that because that's a whole different side of soccer. Yeah. Here at Bethany, what was that experience like? It was it was a different experience. I've never. I mean, I coached a, a, a club team out of Avril Park, New York. Okay. Right outside, outside of Albany, when I went to school in in Troy, New York. So I mean, I, it was like a four month period 
but having to coach a college team was was definitely different it was you know it was it was an adjustment that i had i had to quickly adjust to understanding that i'm not coaching men's soccer or or, or boys that i was i was coaching females and um i had to quickly learn to understand that i have to i can't expect the team to perform at the same level as the guys because obviously with the physical attributes of that that men and boys have it's definitely different it was it was it was, it was an experience but i appreciate it because in my opinion like it was easier coaching girls females just because they listen it was easier to listen for the formations yes they don't talk back to you they were very punctual very disciplined and they were all good students too so it was it was it was it was a very good experience so at what point does the end of the first Bethany tunnel for those of you that don't know there used to be two tunnels that got here so that's actually that actually I mean it goes all the way back to anybody that's watching from 1912 but it doesn't matter there were two tunnels to get here yeah. but when when was the end of Frankie's first tunnel where do we where you see that it's kind of times winding out and you're gonna make them you're maybe gonna move on maybe yeah I think it happened by default I went to a wedding in London my you know, my, one of my best friends, Darren Yai, mm -hmm. got married. I was his best man, and I went to the wedding. And upon returning, I had some immigration issues, so I had to return back to fly back to London to sort out my visa. I couldn't sort it out in in London. Then I ended up going back to the Gambia, and ended up coming back in December. And that, so soccer is done here. Soccer is done. So and obviously, you know, John Frosty was the yeah, I mean the um, athletic director. So she, you know, they had to hire someone else, and I believe we have it. Stewart, Stewart took my position. Yeah. So you you leave. So yeah, so, so I you know I came back to Bethany and I stayed here for a couple of months and then I got hired um, by North Carolina Wesleyan College. And you know, you're gone for fifteen years. And you return. Two years. I did on June twelfth, twenty nineteen. So this will be going into your second year yes. back. Yes. Um, and as we sit here, uh, I know we're at the end of the semester, so you still haven't gotten the team grades yet. Mm -hmm. As we sit today. Yeah. Um. So where's recruitment at? Because obviously downtime for for college sports, but also a lot of fall sports across the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm still had certain things like i, mean, I know football played in, in pa i'm mm -hmm. assuming soccer still mm -hmm. you went to a couple i mean i've talked to you in between yeah. you've gone to a couple games mm -hmm. um so where's the recruitment process at as we sit here you know it's going well considering that you know these are not normal times um uh, uh, a lot of video a lot of video, a video and, and and i i don't think i mean at this point i'm not sure if every parent is comfortable sending their sons and daughters away, away. So, um, considering that, I think you know we, we've done pretty thus far. We have about seven, seven commits slash deposits. Um, I think um, at the end of the day, we'll end up bringing about fifteen, which which will be a very good class for the spring, considering it's it's it's, it's in the spring. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about, um, I can't wait to finalize and finish my recruiting. And get it in and be, yeah. 
Yeah. So what is the plan, you know, as we come back here, we, we let's talk first about what you do through COVID. Um, it's a little different for the fall. Yeah. It's more of your spring training. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what was spring training like for, for you guys? It was, um, well, well fall, fall training, yeah, fall yeah, spring training. Yeah. It was, it was, it was just, it was different. It wasn't, it wasn't difficult. It was just different. Um, you know, the first two weeks or so we had to train in pods. Mm -hmm. Um, so that meant we had to spend more time in the weight room as coaches and on the field. And we kind of staggered the groups. Some, some, some of the groups kind of train in between classes. We did it for about, I believe, two weeks and then went full, full scale, 11 11. I mean, having the, having the whole team. Yeah. So it was, it, the, the first two, two weeks was very difficult because I think we were only able to have like six or six, five. Yeah, four to like, six. And then, uh, you know, and, and that was. You know, and then there's that slow process of building yeah, through. Yeah, yes, yes. Before you get to full tilt. Yes. So. Um, I mean, a good off season though. It seemed like it was everybody, a good off season. everybody came in. They looked like they had worked. Yes, and... yes, it was good. Uh, it was good in 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 regards to the fact that we we were able to actually eventually practice and actually had more practices than we usually have in the in the actual real spring season. Yeah. So that that was good. So the plan as you guys come back, you come back in January. Mm -hmm. uh, when does Bethany soccer fire fire on our first own. game is March thirteenth. So practices will be like fall camp or or preseason camp basically will start for you guys on in February. Sometime in February, we don't know yet, but sometimes sometimes in February. And what is the over like the right now the projection for your season? It's. You're gonna play everybody. Is it broken into divisions? No, it's or? just one. We will only be playing conference games. Okay. I think that's what everybody, every, every. Um, oh, so I mean, are you gonna like? Are they gonna break the PAC into, you know, like Westminster in the north and? No. Okay. No, it's everybody plays. Uh, there's there are ten teams in our conference, so you have nine games. Okay. So everybody plays each other once, and um, and then after after everyone plays, everybody wins. The team that has the most points becomes the number one team, becomes the regular season champs, and then and then number one will play number two for the for the for the first place season, and then three will play four, okay. all the way up to ninth and tenth. So everybody will get a chance to get into the day, into the into the tournament. Well, not not. It's just there's there's no there will be no tournament. Oh, it'll just be for where you play out to where you yes, are. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so what else has changed? You know, you're here. You've been here all, all semester. What else has changed? Can you say here, here at Bethany, in, in the in these not normal times? Um, just from a, you're not a student. You're you're a faculty member. Mm -hmm. What do you see that maybe everybody else doesn't see, or what would you recommend about, you know, what change? What what separates Bethany from the other schools? They're dealing with the same thing. Yeah, I think I, I believe that Bethany has done a good job with um, making sure our students and student athletes are, def are definitely practicing and abiding by the social distance um, guidelines, guidelines, and, protocols, etc. Yeah. Uh, with the testings, the, the, the testings that we, we've had, um, and I also believe too that um, because we are so remote, that if I was a parent. 
when I'm looking at schools, I would probably rather send my kid, my son, or to the woods. Yeah, to the woods than to a city, like downtown. College Park in Maryland, or or or, or to NYU, mm -hmm. or to some of the like Michigan State, some of the bigger schools, because I think it's you know, like I said, we've done a pretty good job, and the population is small, and and this is an area that is um, because it's so small, it's not just well not well visited by people from all over so i think that that's a blessing in disguise so we're at that point this is the last two questions of the show um and you can answer them in any way either either or because you were an athlete and a coach in, mm -hmm. in the in the division and you you are an alumni of bethany so the first question why bethany and second question why division three why bethany um I mean, can't come from any other person other than individuals like me who went here. I mean, it's Bethany is a home away from home. It's a small environment, small town. It's very safe. Um, it's a it's it's a, it's a it's a college that you have the opportunity to have a very good personal one to one relationship interaction with your professors, uh, which you don't find in big schools. Um, and I think I think this support system we have here is what really makes Bethany Bethany, and that that is um, an aspect that I would I always use when I'm recruiting to encourage um, student athletes to come here. Hey, you'll be taken care of. This is a this is a, this is a, an institution where not only would you know your friends, your fraternity brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and your professors, but the janitors. I mean, the, 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 the groundskeepers, the, groundskeepers, the, the calf I mean, workers, the calf the... people, you know, you get to know them at a personal level. You get to know them by their first and last names. And I well, think... I mean, I think the, the, the alumni tour is a testament to that. I mean, exactly. the amount of people that are coming back and they're the same story that you're getting every exactly. every week. When I asked that Bethany question is, mm -hmm. well, you know, everybody from Dr. Rodenberg down to Miss Linda and, and everybody in between and everybody both. I mean, there's nobody, it, it's just, you, the name, the list goes on and on. I mean, yeah. you're Ken Morgan's, you're, you're Dr. Capels, you're, you're Dr. Corelli's, yeah. Dr. Sutherland, Dr. Lovano. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the names of the people, just the professors that I can name off right. that you see in town every day. And I mean, Sam Gooch and Jerry Stebbins, they do a great job. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you hit the nail on the head yeah. there. And then, so the Division Three question, you pointed it out, you wanted to go pro. Yeah. And it's not that you want a talented footballer. But it's right. Did I get that right? Talented yes, football. Yes, yeah. mm -hmm. You see, hey, I, I was working since the last one. Yeah. But uh, so it wasn't that you were, weren't talented. It's yeah. just you weren't in good that one percent. It just wasn't good enough. And yeah. that's what it, I mean. It's just like any other sport where it's the one percent that mm -hmm. yeah. that makes that yeah. that leap. Yeah. Um. So division three, why? Well, division three. I mean, I think um, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of people that look at division three as. Like a, um, like a family league, and it's not. Um, I, why do you It's like because, an intramural league. Yeah, yeah. Why do you three? Because it's 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 a league that um, the academics is 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 emphasized. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking down Division One and the Division Two and the NAIA programs. There's a lot of great programs out there in in, in that category that have excellent academics. Absolutely. But I think at the Division Three institution, you are allowed to be to be able to balance academics, sports, your social life, you know, um, student clubs, student, yeah. student employment, student activities, you're able to balance it without much pressure. 
which I don't think one can do in scholarship programs. Well, sure. because you're you're being, in a way, you're being paid to you're play. You're being paid to play, yes. So yes. you're you're you have a job. Yes, yes. And also, and the, the, uh, there's, there's a two there's two parts to this answer, and and secondly is um, you can go to a division three school and pretty much pay very little money based on your academics. You know, the higher your grades. The higher your grades, the better. I mean, here we have the K-1 yeah. scholarship and other things. Financial aid, the yep. better the grant, et cetera. So at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it's, it's cost efficient and it's very manageable. And that's, for, for me, it was, I didn't really know that coming in, but once I got here, it didn't take me long to realize that. Well, Frankie, it was, it's always a pleasure to sit down with you. Um, we, it's been a very long night for the both of us. Right. I appreciate you bearing with me through the whole thing. Uh, we'll have to get you back on the show, maybe as a, as a coach's preview or, yes. mm -hmm. or just, I don't know, we might, maybe, who knows, you might wander on down the road onto another episode. I mean, it's <laughs> we brought you back for the alumni tour. Maybe we'll have another show. That's that's a right. It's a coach's and player show, and we'll do it with you then. Um, I, I really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. This has been Frankie Dudu, Real Tall. Class of 1998. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. And now I'm going to send it to that guy that makes the good sandwiches and has all the good specials and the two new shirts. One's a chamber shirt. It's red. It's white. It's got chambers. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And the other is the Shroom Capital of the World. It's a black and white shirt. So uh, if you're in the chambers or the Bethany area, make sure you stop down there. But without further ado, Harry Chambers, take it away. All right, run back sound and I got You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk with your host, Carlo Guadagnino, recorded live in his secret lair in Bethany, West Virginia. Sponsored by Chambers General Store, the longest-running general store in the state of West Virginia. Stop by and see us. We're here Monday through Friday, 6A to 5P, and on Saturday, 6A to noon. Get a breakfast sandwich or our new sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Coming soon, another round of Bethany Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and new Chambers General Store. If you don't, if we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts.